You're at the home of great music, Mansfield 103.2. I'm Tony Delahunty, and you're listening to our weekly show where our panel of locals discuss a range of burning issues right from the heart of the community. This is 103.2, Battling the Booze. And joining me in the studio, as always, the troublesome two of Sid Pepper and Peter Jones. I'm delighted to welcome back Katie Trinder to the panel. Whilst completing this role from Hetty's Charity in Mansfield, we welcome Alison Cooper. Do people drink to forget their problems? Is social media helping to support months such as dry January? And where can you go to get the extra support you need? All questions we answer and discuss on 103.2 Battling the Booze. Talking about one of those big, big problems for many, battling the booze. It's points to you from Mansfield 103.2, and we've got a whole host of people in the studio. Some of them claiming innocence, uh, some of them claiming guilt. I am innocent. I'm gonna, I've got a story to tell you a little bit later on, but not right now. As long as it's less than a minute. It's, it's, it's a very quick story, and I know that I've got a friend out there listening who's thinking, I've got my lawyers listening because he's going to be talking about me and his battle against the booze very shortly. Beautiful to see the voice you heard just before, Sidney Pepper. You used to tell me that you never drank at all, but then I came to a party once and you did have a drink. You did, you did drink some alcohol. You do have the occasional, don't you? Yeah, occasionally. I'm, I'm fortunate it makes me ill. Otherwise, I would have imbibed like I'm doing everything else, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, I've done most things, and uh, that's the one that made me poorly, so I never drank. Well, a- any form of drink made you ill. It must have saved you a fortune, did it? Then I spent that on fags, didn't I? So, I mean, it's, it's you don't win, do you? All I'm saying is that I've seen it, I've, I've been part of it, but I haven't actually done it myself. I used to enjoy playing poker with the Polish miners at the Eight Bells when they were drunk and I wasn't and I could cheat, but you were risking your life. So that's a confession from Sidney Pepper, smoker, cheat, but non-drinker. Let's go to... So uh, I'm not all bad then, am I? <laughs> You've not started. Uh, let's go with a Peter Jones, former acting detective, chief inspector of the rank of policemen don't drink, do they? No, no, they don't. No, it's... Uh, it's Spill much. <laughs> impossible task to actually do your job and have a drink. So uh, I can actually claim that uh, that I've been teetotal most of my life. And that's a lie. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you are a drinker now. You're, no, I'm not saying that you're a drunk, but no, I, really, yeah, I drink. Uh, I drink probably five evenings a week. What uh, would you drink? What, give, give me a, a, a sort of menu of drinks that you'd have. Uh, I'll have a couple of lagers on a Tuesday night. I'll miss Monday. I'll miss Wednesday. Uh, I'll have a couple of glasses of wine on a Wednesday, on a Thursday. Uh, possibly miss Friday, and then have a, a a glass of wine on Saturday, and then a glass of wine and a half a beer with my lunch on a Sunday. That's, that sounds very limited. What's that sort of expression you'd use on in moderation? Yes, yeah, rational. Who wrote it? that line? Everything in moderation. Yeah, it, 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 it was any of that true. All of it is true. Oh, yeah. right. So, yes. so, but you've never been a one for going out and having a big sort of... Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been smashed on, on a number of occasions. I mean, What, I, recently? I, recently? Well, well, no, because you reach an age where it hurts a lot more. Uh, but certainly I remember in my 30s and 40s that uh, it was a, a bit of a trouble to get up the next morning and uh, sort of remembering how I'd got home. Obviously, I'd gone home on a bus or a taxi, but uh, I've certainly been in that position where uh, life's been a little bit cruel to me the next day. 
Oh, well, maybe that's the reason that he, he doesn't have so much now, because he's getting older. I didn't know he was that old, actually. Katie's written a much younger, before, before <laughs> well, we get to the you. experts <laughs> in the studio. I have seen you looking glazed of eye across the side of a candle <laughs> in years gone by. And we were both glazing at each yeah. other's eyes. I do like a glass of red wine. Uh, that, that would be my tip oh, of choice. A glass Just of... a glass, no. <laughs> a couple of glasses. I tend to try and not drink during the week, and then Friday, Saturday night, I'll have a, a glass of wine. But that's, two. again, you're, you're, doing, you're going down the Jonah line there. Keeping up with the Jonas, which he likes. This, yeah, this no, line. I think for me because I do a lot of driving in my job, so I can't. And I, you know, I'm out about seeing clients a lot, so I can't have a hangover. So I try and avoid uh, drinking during the week where I can. Occasionally, you know, I just think, oh, we'll have a glass of wine. Um, but yeah, I try and sort of stick it to the weekends. Uh, that's not the trinder I remember of use. Alison Cooper is in the studio. She's she'd be out of a job if everyone was like you lot. She's the operations manager of Hetty's Mansfield-based drug. What a good organisation they are based drug and alcohol support charity specialised in supporting anyone who uh, suffers with negative effects of someone who abuses drugs or alcohol so you're not just looking after people who uh, try to get over drink problems or drug problems you're looking after people affected by them as well is that right? We are yeah we look after the family members that are affected by someone else's substance misuse we also work with substance users as part of um, the treatment provider um, new directions we do a range of focus groups that includes both families affected and also people that have a substance misuse issue when you say a substance misuse issue does that involve drink as well is that yeah alcohol call, or drugs it's, it's called drink a substance as far yeah. as your line of work is concerned alcohol is deemed a drug so it all comes under substance could you have cured his smoking would that come under a substance uh, it's it's kind of the same but it's done by somebody else no but I mean, speaking to or hearing this lot here, yeah. and I, I, we've got no Bibles or <laughs> Korans or anything else in the <laughs> studio to actually to, to test them on the evidence, um, means that you would w- welcome a world with people like this who only took it in moderation. Moderation, folks. yeah. I think if anything, if you do in moderation, you're absolutely fine. It's when you when you exceed that, you start to run into problems. Right, let's try. New Year's Eve, Peter Jones. Did you have a drink on New Year's Eve? Uh, probably. It's not something that... Uh, you can't I, even remember. remember. No, I can't remember because it's not. it wasn't a significant event. All right, so you, you didn't... Sign- Katie? I, no, I definitely had a drink New Year's Eve. Uh, more? Do you think more? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I probably drank a little bit more on New Year's Eve um, just to celebrate the fact that 2017 was long gone. Uh, yeah, so I did New Year's Eve. I said New Year's Eve. I did actually, yes. I probably downed a bottle of Montrachet, but... Well, you long... just said to me it, it makes was, it you was ill. Long, it was a long evening. What's Montrachet well, the point shaving being, cream. No, the, the point being is, in my youth, you wouldn't be drinking wine, you'd be drinking beer, uh, particularly bitter, and that's what I couldn't take the volume. So I'm Man very, I'm very, I'm, I'm very grateful. But you see, she's quite right. Oh, sorry, she. It's not she. It's Alison. Yeah. Substance abuse. Of course, alcohol's no different to uh, to drugs. It's no different to eating. It's no different to smoking. It's obsessive behaviour uh, done to make you feel better. Uh, and that's what's wrong. And I'm, I'm pleased there are support out there for people because they've got to refine the key, haven't they? They've got to find the key to life again, to yeah. the lock of life. Drink, drugs, doesn't solve anything. It might do momentarily, but it doesn't last. I'm keeping at the moment a little bit of humour in this, but this is a very mm-hmm. sad side to this as well. I, I, I seem to remember in days gone by um, when 
uh, I was in the Navy and, and we were coming home, it was almost uh, an attitude of life that, you know, you had the totter rum in those days apart from anything else, but you got home and you, you had a great time because you had more money than anyone else because you couldn't spend it on the ship so much. But the, 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 there was quite a number of occasions where sailors ended up in court and goodness knows what because they were just overdoing it and I remember listening to a sailor who was locked away and the biggest problem was that his wife and kids weren't getting fed he was drinking too much you must get that in ordinary life as well where somebody's spending so much money maybe the man maybe the woman it could be either and therefore there isn't enough to keep the family sustained in the things that they need absolutely I mean it's about people say that they haven't got the money to, to provide food and things and actually it's not about you've not got the money it's more to do with you not managing your money wisely so if drinks your priority in your money and you're only leaving a little bit for food then the family's going to go short and, and drinks just took the priority Mm. And, and of course there's the other side of that is well, aggression comes in as well doesn't it? Yeah I mean there is a link between alcohol and domestic abuse um, but you you can be a fully functioning alcoholic, it's, it's not a it's not a given that if you're an alcoholic or you're alcohol dependent then there's going to be domestic abuse in there but obviously if you put alcohol into the mix then to some degree there's going to be some dysfunctional behaviour yeah, but you don't have to be drunk to have a good time. I mean, Tony just alluded to that. Having a good time isn't going out and get off your face. I mean, basically, it's just not under any circumstances. So that's the thing. We've got to get the message across. If you are that dull that you need to be drunk to think that you're interesting, well, I think you need to try again. Yeah, but there's such a thing as peer group. A peer group, not just the... Yeah, peer group pressure. I know a lot of young people, for instance, uh, a lot of sailors, I'm going back to my my Navy days, it was the big thing to say, uh, I was uh, uh, ashore all night, I only got back at seven in the morning, I had 15 pints of this, I did that, I did the other, those are the worst things. Uh, and then I got back. It was the big thing, you wanted to boast about it. And there was a boast that went beyond the boast, uh, and it was sort of a manly boast, and yet I was—I did a day shift as well. I did a day shift as well, although well, I've been change your peers then. Yeah, I mean, but there is a lot of that sort of peerage situation. Um, there appears appears uh, amongst the peers in the studio uh, that um, you'd like to be a lord, wouldn't you? To sit I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You're for the to court. get an OBE, aren't you? Um, no, I just want to go to the House of Lords. Uh, go in there and see them all. Yeah, uh, but I mean, seriously, as, as a cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <you're>, yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. Um, it, I'm, I'm lost for words now. I've Pepper doing the cleaning in the House can, of Lords. Can I just say, uh, there, there is peer pressure, but I think, you know, for the youngsters coming, growing up, there is a rite of passage with alcohol, that once you get to a certain age, the, the route to adult is, adulthood is through the alcohol. Downtown, Friday night, I've arrived. Now, unfortunately, I see all of these honest people that are in here, it needs one who's even more honest and who, who can admit that he was in that peer group and he stayed in uh, uh, right the way through youngster days. In fact, I was as young as something like 60. When I, in fact, it was even later than that when suddenly I stopped and I don't drink at all. There's a friend of mine uh, out there listening now who is dreading what might happen next. Listening to Mansfield 103.2, points at you, points at me. This this one is a point at me. It was four years ago. Now, I'd gone through a stage, Sid, and you would say this was dreadful, that 
her indoors, who's the boss really, and I, would get home and we would ha- open a glass of, a bottle of wine, a bottle of wine with dinner. Now, if dinner turned out to be beans on toast, we'd still open a bottle of Chardonnay. Do you know what I mean? I can, no, I can understand it in her case. <laughs> well, she was trying to get rid of the pain. Um, but then we'd go and maybe watch the telly, or I might do some work, I'm kidding you. And um, I might even open another one. Yeah? And this was going on, apart from it being expensive, was going on seven days a week. And then New Year's Eve four, four, four years ago, the, the, the French family are, are famous for cricket. Great cricketers, played for England. There's even a, a relative of the French family playing for England now, fast bowler. Uh, I know them, they're all nice people, but I'm with my mate Steve French. Now, Steve French was more of a football man, yes, see? And he's got a brilliant, lovely, lovely family, bless him. And we decided we'd spend New Year's Eve together. And we spent New Year's Eve together in my house. We went through every bottle that we had in the house that night. I've got to be honest, it was a stupid, stupid... We had a great night, I've got to be honest. I can't remember a single thing of what we talked about the whole time. But that next morning, I had about an hour's sleep, woke up again. I threw up. I felt so ill. Uh, I had to go and see a relative in the afternoon. I tried to put a jacket and slacks on. I couldn't get into my jacket and slacks again. I thought, this is getting ridiculous. And I decided that I would give up altogether. And it was a sort of day-by-day situation. And eventually, I had given up. I started at that promise that people say it didn't happen immediately i started that promise of feeling better but i've got to be honest with you there had to be a sinner somewhere in the studio i'm afraid the sinner was me do you get people who are uh when you advise others alison that uh, the dad or the mum or a son or a daughter are, are trying hard to give up but can't do it yeah absolutely there's a cycle that they go through and i think for some family members they've heard the the tale of I'm going to quit and I'm going to quit this time I know I've said it before but I'm going to do it this time and then we've got somebody who doesn't quit it's because of the cycle of addiction that they fail to to say and do what they, they want to do you must also see examples that where, where people have had accidents or, or done serious damage when when they overdrank it damaged to themselves even yeah, I think one of the interesting things that I found out recently was that I expected that A&E would get most of its hospital admissions from our teenage, so 18 to 25. And actually, statistics for Nottingham showed that it was actually the 55 plus wow. that ended up more in A&E than the youngsters, which was surprising for me. I just want to come back to something you said about functioning alcoholics, because my best friend was an alcoholic and I didn't know until we pretty much reached crisis point so what sort of advice can you give to someone who because i had literally no idea what was what was going off until he was in hospital so what advice would you give to kind of someone you know if they suspect or they have to deal with that shock all of a sudden i think what most families and people connected to someone who's got a substance misuse issue primarily alcohol is they are ready for them to stop but we have to wait until the person using wants to stop so for us it's about supporting people to support the user but in a way that don't enable or collude with them so I think for yourself it's recognising that a that person needs to stop but at the same time being supportive but not helping them to continue their addiction. Peter as a a policeman in your policeman days you were dealing with crime 
extensively. How much of a player in crime did you find alcohol? Uh, well, in respect of violent crime, I think it's somewhere around about 45 to 50 percent uh, involvement in, in in violence is is drink related, uh, and which is uh, you know a very high percentage. So. In the old days, of course, you used to have pubs where it was the whole range of people, you know, from granddad to uh, to youngsters. But, of course, nowadays, a lot of the pubs are actually geared towards the younger people. So you're getting all youngsters and you're not getting that steady influence that you used to get in the old days. But certainly 45 to 50% of, of violent crime has some element of drink involvement in it. Did you come across much domestic violent crime where, you know, husband on wife, wife on husband? Yeah, a lot but, of that is uh, is drink-related. You, you'd always get a spike at the weekends uh, with, with, with domestic violence. It's it's just one of those things that people get get to drink and that and they often become violent. But they're obviously violent in the first place, but drink seems to encourage them to express it. You'd have had much experience in the courts as well, but so often in the courts, the uh, excuse, if you like, the mitigation as it is, is put down, is often said, he wouldn't have done it, she wouldn't have done it, they wouldn't have done it if they hadn't been under the influence of drink. That's, that's frequent, isn't it? It is, but I think uh, in most cases, the, the magistrates and the judges not dismiss it, but they treat it with the contempt it deserves. I think one of the things that's worthy of noting is that with some of our family members, they think that domestic violence is down to the alcohol and not to the person. And yet we've had people that have quit the drink and still been abusive. But yeah, I mean, obviously alcohol is a factor in, in domestic abuse. But I think people, wives will tend to stick to relationship because they think that it's the alcohol. And if they could cure them of the alcohol, then these people would be lovely. But it doesn't always turn out to be that. Not always, no. No, I agree. I mean, I think that the the, the alcohol actually just gives them the confidence to use that violence that, that, that they would use anyway. They are violent people because... If you're not a violent person, you can drink as much as you like and you're not going to become violent. It, it, but it, it obviously releases that, that uh, ability to actually become uh, nasty. I used to argue, even when I drank a lot, that I wasn't an alcoholic. I would never drink during the day, for instance. I, it would, if I had a, a, a lunch and somebody gave me a glass of wine, I'd probably not want to work the afternoon. I'd, I'd fall asleep. or I, I couldn't motivate myself. So I excused myself any thought of being that way but what is actually what is the definition the reality definition of an alcoholic the an alcoholic is somebody who can't go without a drink where it in affects your ability to function at a normal everyday type of level yeah. we're, we're not giving your body a chance to recuperate and rest from the alcohol that is absorbing in your liver the soap operas that we, we, we see nowadays on television, even the hospital soap operas, show you uh, people having a swig of a bottle of whiskey and, and, and things like that. Is that part of, I'm not saying in the hospital, but is that part of an alcoholic trend as well, that somebody might be sipping alcohol during the day and not letting their partner know that they're doing it? Yeah, I think that's pretty common. And in offices? I'm not so sure of that, but I'm, I'm sure if, if you're alcohol dependent, and I know people that are alcohol dependent, they go to work and, and drink while they're at work. Is there a, a sort of level that some people don't even look as if they've had a drink? I mean, I'm sure if, if Sid or, or me now, if I had a drink now after four years of not having anything alcoholic to drink, I'm sure it wouldn't take long before I'd fall over, over, you, you over a chair. You become talkative when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a nice change, Peter. Well, it's a fact that uh, 
you know, alcoholics don't start necessarily at nine o'clock in the morning. They'll start at half past five, six o'clock in the morning, uh, and they will drink throughout the day and be in bed for eight o'clock at night because the, the cycle is such that they they drink as soon as they wake up. Uh, so it isn't a question of just, a, you know, drinking at, at lunchtime and in the evening. If you are a true alcoholic, you'll be drinking throughout the day and you'll start as early as you can. But it's like any sort of addict. You, you, you know, they'll hide their behaviour so you don't know, you know, what they're doing. So whether it's, you know, hiding vodka in a water bottle or, you know, doing something else like that, they'll they'll seem, I suppose, normal because they're used to that kind of level of of deceit, really. How do you cure it? Is it is is there any cure unless the person wants to cure it? No, it's it's. You about- have a, a, a drug once anti abuse. Yeah, judges used to listen to barristers telling them they were going to put the person on anti-abuse. Was it anti-abuse? I, 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 I don't know quite what it did. You've got to be at a point where you want to come off alcohol, and the safe, the safest you can do it is by reducing it ten percent today. The anti-abuse and other things that that you can use are more of a, a deterrent. So if you were to drink on top of it, it would make you feel sick. Right. But if you don't take the anti-abuse and you carry on drinking. You must have had anti-abuse in your system before I've, I've you even had, started to drink then, wasn't you? Because you used to feel abuse. sick without a drink. Yeah, I've had a lot of abuse. But I'm just, I'm just grateful there are organisations out there that help. I mean, you know, we're hearing here from instance, she's intelligent, she knows what she wants to achieve, but I found interesting that if a family feel that it's something to bring attention of, they still can't, they can bring it to your attention, but you can't physically do anything for the person because it has to be driven by them, doesn't it? it Surely does. at some stage somebody has to take over because these aren't necessarily thinking correctly, are they? You say that's it, but my best friend, the one that I mentioned, ended up in hospital. It got to the stage where it was like, right, if you have one more drink, you will die. Mm. And he decided that he'd rather carry on drinking vodka and you know, sadly passed away. Mm. So it came oh. down to his kind of choice. So it's, a, it's a mental illness. It then, is, isn't yeah. It? I think, you know, I, you know, there's all sorts of things we could talk about, but yeah. I think it did sort of go back to his childhood. Katie, uh, Alison, I'm just thinking now, um, if somebody, uh, people out there are listening and some people may have this problem, you know, and shame is the wrong word because if they've got a problem, they've got a problem and they need to get it, get it sorted out. If somebody there genuinely wants to, to, to cure the problem, what's the best step? Alcoholics Anonymous, something like that? There's, there's several things they can, they can do. There's Alcoholics Anonymous, there's Smart Recovery, uh, the local provider for Nottingham is New Directions, and they're found all over um, Nottinghamshire. They have they have uh, bases that make it local to people, so you don't have to hunt for them. You don't have to um, go long distances if you want. If you genuinely want help, it is there for you. Well, we're going to find more about help, more about alcoholism, and more about what you can do if there's a member of your your family who's uh, deeply troubled or deeply troubling you or the children. That after these. 103 points to you. My name's Tony Delahunty. Alongside me, as always, Sid Pepper, where I drink used to make him sick, so he never did any. Peter Jones, who uh, drank in absolute moderation. Uh, Katie Trinder, who drank in moderation except on New Year's Eve and won't admit it just how much she might have drunk there. And me, who got cured over on New Year's Eve. A very good friend of mine, Steve French, when I just drank far too much and woke up in the morning saying, this is absolutely senseless and haven't drunk a drop since. But I have to say, I... You watch the television, 
and you watch these films, etc. I used to watch Suits a lot. Yeah, uh, that, that that lady who's getting married into our royal family and all that. Me see, Mega, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I had some heroes in that. She wasn't one. I just used to, I just used to go. Whenever they won a case or didn't win a case or something like that, out came the bottle from across the side, and they they they, they lashed about three fingers worth, as they say in Scotland. That's like a double whiskey another couple of double whiskeys and that sort of thing so the television just like we've discussed before on cigarettes and the uh, the old days of cigarette uh, strict cigarette advertising when it was did what it wanted to do it's encouraging people to take on substances all the time isn't it good job drugs can't advertise isn't it Unlike Coronation Street, they're still fairly level-headed. That is used by media to educate the masses. Uh, it's only EastEnders that really show the other darker side, but Coronation Street uh, does try to hold up this better example. No, they just chuck a, chuck a, chuck a murderer on, a serial murderer who's done four called Phelan, who's a, an absolute hero of mine at the moment because no one can catch him. It's ridiculous. But don't uh, you think of the pubs and all these soaps are always the, the hub of the community? Yeah, so no everyone kind of... No, exactly. So everyone kind of goes there. But that doesn't really seem to exist anymore. No. Yeah, the, the thing that you notice most about a pub nowadays, sadly, is it's closed or under new management and you say to yourself or your wife when you're driving past or your husband but that's not open for long sadly you're often right yeah but, but strong drink has never been easier to obtain is it I mean you can get it anywhere 24 hours a day and that's also wrong but there's another side of the uh, uh, I'm not saying that people should drink or peer groups should drink but you know a lot of sport uh, from club sport rugby etc rugby had a sort of uh, a way it worked you, you played in the afternoon you drank in the evening you had great camaraderie you probably had a dance on as well nowadays the rugby clubs tell me within an hour of the game everyone's gone home because they're more athletic I'm talking about the people that play uh, the older guys 60s, 70s they'll do their after dinner speeches about how drunk they used to be and they'd have a fag they were not athletes they were not fit modern day sports persons have to be fit so I think that's less of a problem so to me they're more of a role model and that I think will start to filter down to the younger people now if somebody there is getting abused by a husband or a wife or has a big problem with a, with, with a, a, a child of whatever age over alcohol or substance abuse what should they do Alison? In terms of do you mean specifically for children? Looking after themselves first of all I think our priority would always be if these children involved and they're not being um, safeguarded properly. Then obviously as an agency, we, we have a duty to safeguard children. But fundamentally what we, we try and do is, is give the families tools and, and coping strategies to help them continue to live with somebody with a substance misuse issue. But well, whilst, What sort of thing do you do for that? If, if I've got a, a partner who's coming into the house and she's picking up a, a rolling pin because she's drank too much, I mean, we're using alcohol for this particular programme, it doesn't matter whether it be drugs or alcohol, and then goes to smack me with it, and she wouldn't have done that three hours earlier, but she now wants to smack me with a rolling pin, what can I do? I think if you're in that type of situation, there's nothing that we can say that would safeguard you other than you need to call a police officer. Do you, when somebody comes to you, say, say, 
a different Katie Shrin that came to you and said that uh, uh, my husband is Tony Delonte. Oh, God. No <laughs> yeah. wonder I drink, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been out, he's come home, he's come home and he's, he attacks me nearly every night and he locks me out, he sticks me in the shed, all the, all the things that well, maybe I've thought of. No, uh, well, uh, and would you go and tell the police? Would you? Uh, we... It, we don't necessarily tell the police unless a crime's been committed in front of in front of us, and that very rarely happens. You're, you haven't got the same sort of situation as what they used to say with priests, a priest in the confession. A confession, no. We we would always recommend that if there's violence occurring, especially in a, where there's children, there's, that's a different ball game altogether. We have a duty then to report that to social care. But if it's an adult, it's down to choice, really. If you want to report it, if you choose to stay in that relationship, knowing that it's violent and there's alcohol in, involved... But fundamentally, we we would do a, a risk assessment, and then based on that risk assessment, we would transfer you through to Women's Aid, who specialise in, in domestic abuse, whereas we specialise in substance misuse. Right. Peter, in, in in your police days, when we used to be able to see a bobby on the beat and all that sort of thing, you still used to have accusations uh, at the police force over things that you guys used to use as an excuse. Oh, we're not going in here. It's a domestic. Do you remember those days? I do. And did you uh, use those words yourself? No, and thankfully those days have long gone, and I'm talking a long time ago. I mean, I'm talking 20-odd years since uh, since that attitude uh, existed. And an awful lot of incidents like these are now reported. They're reported by all sorts of people. Uh, but it's still a fact that the, 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 the record suggests that a woman has been abused at least 30 times before it gets reported. What? And, yeah, 30 times before they actually think that it's uh, it's something that they can't control. Is that a one-to-one abuse that they... That exactly, yes, yeah. And what about men? Is there any anything the other way around? Well, I think it's the same. Uh, it's probably worse for men because they just don't like to admit that they're being abused by their partners, so whether it's the, male or female. Uh, so that's the, the manly thing I'm not going to let... I don't want to let anyone know that her indoors is battering me. But even even for the woman that's being abused, they've got other things to consider. You know that that what happens, uh, and that that's why they need to get the advice from organisations like Hetty's. Am I right in thinking that now, if someone is abusive, the police can kind of carry out a prosecution, whether the woman gives evidence or not, if it's serious enough? Am I y- Yes, uh, they can. They can deal with that uh, because it's one of those offences. I think where I suppose there's points where you know it might you yeah. know if you are scared and you've been in an abusive relationship yeah. for a long time, it's quite a big thing to suddenly have to go to court and stand opposite that person and and say what what they've been well, doing. Well, I think as far as the law is concerned, that, uh, that that the woman can still refuse to give evidence. That she's not compellable uh, to give evidence. But obviously, the uh, the police will be looking for other evidence that that may be sufficient to actually get that conviction. Alison, there's been a lot in the papers recently about rape and um, uh, cases that the Crown Prosecution Service, referred to as the CPS, have, have taken and have collapsed, etc. And some of those cases, one was about a, a fairly famous footballer, it became fairly famous again because of this, and eventually in the uh, appeal courts, etc., a retrial came about, and uh, this was the argument of somebody who was so intoxicated the um, defence was saying that the, the, the girl had given permission and the, the law at the time was saying that oh no you, 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 she can't give permission because she was so intoxicated and several judges got themselves in, in difficulty by saying the danger of a young girl going out there and getting herself blind drunk or a young man doing that because it can happen the other way around mm-hmm. was very bad indeed have you come across anything like that? 
Yeah, I think within Nottinghamshire County Council, they they recently released, I'm sure it was Nottinghamshire County Council, that released a a short clip that can be seen on YouTube and it's called Tea Consent. And it basically says, "If, if I was giving you tea and you fall asleep, would I still have sex with you? I don't know, would you? <laughs> it wasn't an offer, by the way. <laughs> but it's it's if you cannot give a yes, then there is no sexual contact, which means it's rape. But equally, taking the law aside from that at the moment, isn't there a danger? Never mind, you're not a judge, you're not. Isn't that a worry that somebody going out there, man or woman, who've got themselves in such an intoxicated state, could face all sorts of problems, couldn't they? Do things they would not normally do. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, alcohol is... The first thing that alcohol does is it, it, your sense of judgment goes. Before you start to feel physically from alcohol, your judgment is impeded. And I think once you get yourself into such an intoxicated state like that, yeah you're vulnerable what about programs like Geordie Shaw because you know you watch programs like that and the whole premise of it is is a group of you know 20 somethings living in a house and every night they're out on the town drinking as much as they possibly can and they come home and I don't know fall out have a fight whatever do you think that's had an influence on maybe young people thinking they can you know become famous off the back of being someone that gets drunk on the telly absolutely I mean these programs that go out they they're for kids kids are being influenced by what they say otherwise they won't be popular tv shows so I think that there's a crossover that that's our normal life is and actually no we shouldn't really be promoting that Peter I remember many, many years ago when I was on a course, we went round a, a distillery and because it wasn't bonded at that stage... Uh, we bonded? Could, what does that mean? It, it, it means that it was before custom duty was put okay. on it. So it worked out at about five shillings a bottle or something like that. Uh, and so we had quite a session. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and then I went back to the training at school and tried to have a game of squash. And I was pretty good at squash. Not great, but pretty good at it. I couldn't hit the ball. And that was the first time it really impacted on me as to how it can affect your whole ability to exist properly. Alison, I can't wait to get into the accusatorial mode and find out why you're doing the job you do. And if uh, at some time in the past it was because you, like me, um, had to be a reformed sinner. We'll find that out after these. You're listening to Mansfield 103.2 points to you. As I said before, we've got a lady in the studio who's come across very articulately, Alison Cooper, the operations manager of Hetty's Mansfield uh, drug-based, well, drug-based, based based drug and alcohol support charity, specialises in supporting anyone who has or does suffer the negative effects of of, uh, someone who abuses drugs or alcohol. When I, I find people doing jobs like yours... The natural suspicion of a horrible journalist like me is that you're doing it because you're trying to put something back into society or otherwise, because maybe you were too far the other way. Did you drink at one stage? I did. I uh, I drank from probably the age of 16 to... Two, it'd be two years before you should have been drinking anyway. Yeah, I used to take a bottle of cider on the park with me and... By yourself? No, me and a few friends would do it. We'd get a bottle of cider, make out we were dead hard and sit on a park and drink alcohol and then walk home and then try and make out we were sober. Really? Yeah. And were you actually... Were you drunk? No. But So you were somewhere in between, a little bit yeah. merry maybe... Did it make you braver? Did you, did you think? Oh, I thought I were well odd. Yeah. Well odd. So that was at 16. And how long did you carry on being well odd? To 30. 
and it went <laughs> well on, on the park haven't it no no i progressed i oh, think my, my last session was on the year 1999 going into the year 2000 i'd drunk every drink that you could imagine i think i might even drunk other people's drink on that particular night landed up in the men's latrine and thought this is it i will never well, it's do the place this to be yeah <laughs> I will never do this again. And it's the only New Year's resolution that I actually kept. This New Year's got a lot of for it, Trinity. You said before it was New Year's Eve. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I think New Year's Eve you're allowed to celebrate. So uh, I did celebrate, if I'm honest. But well, you should give up. Now, how, how was... Yeah, how did you give up? How, I, I, I think I'd been in that state several times before, so it was... You were usually absolutely stocious then, didn't you? I did, but the weird thing was I used to work in, in a pub. I used to be a manager of a pub, and whilst I was in the pub management trade, I never touched alcohol, and it was when I left that I started drinking again. Because otherwise you'd have drunk the place dry, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. But, um, so for me, I, ju- I just quit, and I'd had enough by that stage, and it, it was easy. Once I'd decided I'd had enough... And I Temptation? Went, Does it come No. Up? Never again. It never bothered me again because they had got to that point. So where you just like turned the electric tap, the switch off. I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah, but there were several promises prior to that. It just that happened to. What work. did all your mates say about it? What did they? They were. They thought I'd cave, but I never did, and I never have. Do you, do, do, do people still try? They do with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be out with mates. I'll be at a, 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 a rugby club, a cricket club, or whatever, and they say, "Go on, have one, have one, have a pint," or I'll be at a dinner and that. What about you, Sid? You, 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 you're a pretty strong character. You just, I just don't drink. Is that what well, you say? Just, you just say you don't drink, or the easiest thing is, I mean, I've done it several times. I've pretended that I've had a drink just to, to satisfy people's demands. But if you're going to have a drink, just have a tonic. Don't put a gin in it. It's not difficult, is it? So you're not upsetting anybody. You're not ret- you're not turning down their generosity or their hospitality. You don't need to get involved. I am a wimp. I've got to be honest. This is a. I still drink, but not alcohol. Now that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah. I uh, but uh, it's a drink called Blue. It's a, a brand. Yeah. It, it 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 tastes very much like beer. I mean, it probably does nothing to to get the senses going or anything like that. But I actually feel better holding a blue drink this this beer it's the same type of bottle you can't tell it if you cover the 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 blue bit up on the label with my mates you know i feel right at home we have a bottle of wine on the table uh, there's two actually because she still has a has, has the has the occasional drink and i have alcoholic free wine yeah the right color etc i feel better when i'm with people who do drink if i've got something in my hands mind you have to say that i gave up smoking many 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 years ago and i didn't know what the heck to do with my hands so i mean there may be something in that you you have to feel right but you managed to get over that without any problem didn't you absolutely yeah but i was ready i'd 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 reached that point where i'd had enough this there's a good side to drinking alcohol but there's a bad side as well now if you keep everything in moderation then the two sides are equal but i were drinking to oblivion which means the downside was equally as bad so you're not saying that everybody out there shouldn't just drink shouldn't drink at all if you if you can do it in this moderation situation like uh, jonah was suggesting he did uh, katie was suggesting they do now i don't believe either of them but um <laughs> scoreless scoreless yeah, lies yeah <laughs> that's okay if they can do it within moderation 
for me personally, if you was asking me whether I would ban alcohol, then I would ban alcohol. But I see the death. I see the deaths. I see the downside of alcohol. I see how it ruins people's lives. I see how it ruins family members' lives. I see family members absolutely distraught. But it didn't stop you. I'm, I'm fascinated. Females, particularly when they get drunk, don't they realise just how vulnerable they're, they're making themselves to some really nasty males out there? Didn't that never happen to you? Yeah, you, you get in tight scrapes. And and again, uh, with the alcohol, you become more vulnerable, you become more susceptible. But at the end of the day, it was me that put the alcohol down my throat. So it was me that made myself vulnerable. Katie, yeah. I, I seem to know about several, I think of several of your boyfriends. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Going back the years. When you were a younger young yeah. girl, I think you'd be honest with me, you used to have a few drinks in you and you'd, yeah. you'd go out and that sort of thing. Did you ever feel hey I better not have another one because this could get into a situation I'm not not suggesting you were going to say yes to something I'm suggesting you thought this might become embarrassing when I say no perhaps no I don't I've ever been in that situation I have had Rohypnol put in my drink um, but I know that particular day that happened I had one glass of wine um, and um, I'd actually shared the glass of wine with my friend because we were about to go upstairs to a club and so we finished the wine and it affected both of them he was male and obviously I'm female and so to this day we don't know who was maybe the target of uh, that particular incident but I have never felt I mean that was that was scary and I did feel vulnerable and I think it was only because I managed to get myself locked in a toilet and my sister and my friend came and got me otherwise I don't know what would have happened to me Peter is there a a worse scenario that you you can remember connected with alcohol as far as any crime that you were dealing with yeah a lot of deaths are down to alcohol a lot of murders are down to alcohol Uh, I mean I think there's something like uh, 6,000 deaths a year that uh, that, that coroners put down to alcohol related incidents and that, that doesn't include you, you know your death driving and things people who have killed themselves whilst they've been drink driving and, and it's I forget what the figures are but it's about three and a half billion pounds spent by the NHS on treating people with alcohol problems I mean, it's it's a major issue for for the country and and for the people. But nobody's uh, doing anything about it, are they? Not really. No, no. Because there's so much money that comes out of sort of advertising alcohol. You know, we stopped advertising cigarettes. You couldn't have a cigar advert on the telly anymore. But you can still advertise alcohol, can't you? So, will we get to a stage where we stop doing that? Well, not only do we stop doing it, we, we have certain health experts from, from time to time come on and say it's a really good thing. I remember somewhere uh, I nearly went back onto the red wine. I thought, ah, yeah, because if, one or two red wines a day, I think it was one or two. I would have said it was two because I probably wouldn't have wanted an extra one. It can actually be good for the heart and things like that. I mean, they get that, that side of it as well. Uh, I've heard the argument the other way around for cigarettes that have said it, it calms you down. You have less stress if you have a fag. Well, you know, how do you feel about things like that, Alice? And that that sort of not advertorial rather than just advertising when people are promoting it. No, I, I'm against advertising anything that's got an addictive nature, which includes gambling. I think for me, the the biggest. I said pepper clapping, by the way. Those of you that can't see him on the left side of the set, you put one hand together with another one and moved it several times. Carry on. The alcohol consumption has increased in this country by about 121%. And I think most of that is down to the fact that, for most people, the furthest you have to go for an alcoholic drink is now your refrigerator. Whereas before, years gone by, you went out and you socialised. 
it is true because I, 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 quite a lot of young people meet at somebody's house or flat and have quite a lot to drink and then hit the town, don't they? Yeah, I think most people go out now about ten o'clock at night, which it's is cheaper. when I'd come home. Well, that's no good for the pubs and the uh, no good for the pubs and the clubs. So I think for me, I mean, they sell alcohol on TV in these commercials as if it's if it's really trendy. Actually, alcohol's a, it's it's a drug. So I'm not quite sure why we do advertise it. But I'm pleased you touched on gambling because that's equally damaging, isn't it? It's an addiction. Yeah. Uh, Sid said earlier, you know, we can have a lot of fun, etc., without alcohol. Yes. Yeah. How, how do you convince somebody who's a, an alcoholic that that's the case? I don't think you can. I think it's up to them to realise there's, there's more to life than just alcohol. Uh, over the last year or so, Etis has run a number of different uh, community projects. So we did a fire walking exercise. You can have fun. But you don't need always need to do alcohol. So we did, we did we did a fashion show, we did a firewalk, and all of them things are about bringing different types of fun to your life rather than just alcohol. Alcoholics Anonymous, you see on the television when they have programmes, it's usually in dramas, and the bad guy who's never gone to get cured eventually arrives and sits in a circle and says, I'm Sidney Pepper and I'm an alcoholic, or, or whatever, which he isn't, of course. Um, <laughs> What's the purpose of that? Is that just to get them to admit what they are? Do, do, do you know that? Yeah, I mean, part of the cycle of change is you can't help an alcoholic until he knows he's got a problem. So I think the admitting bit is is them to actually have taken responsibility for their addiction. And are there people who aren't alcoholics that just drink too much? Yeah. That's an honest answer, isn't it? In the studio tonight, uh, Peter Jones, who uh, uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, saying undoubtedly facts would support him totally. A lot of crime is is, is alcohol-based. Katie Trinder, who uh, enjoys herself on New Year's Eve but doesn't <laughs> drink too much uh, the, the rest of the year. Sidney Pepper, who very rarely has a drink because it makes him sick when he has one, so I think that's a very good reason not to have a drink anyway, isn't it? I'm, I'm grateful for that, to be honest. But the point being is you don't have to be drunk or drugged to have a good time. It's all about your own self-worth. It's the people you go out with. And if they're taking you down a wrong path, find somebody else. There's plenty to do, I promise you, whether it's sport, social, so much to do out there that's not linked to any kind of poor behaviour. And Alison from Hetty's, the operations manager there, Alison Cooper, you gave up drinking, having found yourself in a men's toilet, <laughs> out of your head when you were 30 years old. You obviously had fun, and I'm not saying in the men's toilet, but you obviously had fun in those days. Can you still have as much fun now? Yeah, I do. In fact, I probably have more fun now because I'm actually more conscious of having Thank fun. You. Whereas before, alcohol initially it makes you feel like you're having fun but it's a depressant so by the end of the night it's no longer fun when I now go out I'm having fun the whole night through Right, what are you doing after the programme? Okay, <laughs> the, the producer of the programme was Craig Peter Do you drink? No, well fine, <laughs> we don't pay him enough <laughs> My name is Tony Delahunty It was points to you Look after yourselves, whatever you do I mean, I don't particularly like the words in moderation but if you must Make it in moderation. Good night.